Okay. Tonight's shear, being right. that it is a couple of days before Lag Ba'omer, so we will discuss in Indian Lag Ba'omer. There's something very novel from the Rugged Shogar on Lag Ba'omer. And what makes it more exciting and very novel is that we don't have it in his forum. It's not recorded in his forum anywhere. In the meantime, for the time being, from the published forum the Rugged Shogar has published, we don't have it. <laughs> Nevertheless, there are bits and pieces here and there. In Baruch Hashem, over the weekend, before Shabbos and just tonight, I found out, got some more information of the singing from a, a very reliable source, from original sources, in relation to the Rabbi Chover. So Baruch Hashem, hopefully the shir will be, the third of the Rabbi Chover will be enhanced. And we should have merit to be the schus of the third of the Rabbi Chover. So the third should be Megan Umatz and protect us. Uh, in, there, in general, it's already been mentioned by many that uh, Lagba Oimer, based the way it is presented in the Shulchan Aruch, based coming from the Gemara, where the Gemara says, Mesechti Yivamis, Tafsamach Beis, Amud Beis, 62b, Mesechti Yivamis, the Gemara tells us that there was, <clears throat> there was an epidemic by the Talmud Rabbi Akiva, the, the 12,000 peers of the students of the Talmud Rabbi Akiva. They passed away in the period between Pesach and Atzeres, mid-Pesach and Atzeres, from Pesach to Shavuos. The Gemara tells us it was the illness, it was an epidemic. Askara, says the Gemara, it's called Askara, it's a certain thing which affects the digestive system and also affects the throat. And the Mephorshim discuss exactly what that is. It's a very unfortunate, infectious illness. And it uh, never, they perished from Pesach to Atzeres throughout uh, uh, all those uh, Talmidim. And they were from, they were lived in borders. The students were spread out, dispersed throughout Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi says the border cities. That means there was a widespread uh, affected them. And uh, the, according to the Shulchan Aruch, the tour and the Shulchan Aruch was Pascu Milomus. They ceased, it stopped, the, the epidemic ended. So that seems to identify very well, I mean, very well, very un, in an unfortunate way. But in, an, in, an, in a sense, fortunate meaning, the, the general thing, but the, the, the dire times we find ourselves in, that unfortunately has affected mankind worldwide, globally, and especially it affected, unfortunately, many Erlich Eden, from Eden, Eden in general, Eden in general, from Eden, a lot of acquaintances, etc., etc., over a thousand terrible numbers, just due to the, the virus, etc. Nebach, Mizanish Wissenderfun. And uh, yes, and on Lag Ba'imber, just like it was on Lag Ba'imber, it was Poska Milomus. It ended, so let's take a hope and pray to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're learning the Torah about Lag Ba'imber, and based on the Shulchan Aruch and the Pesach Halacha, that it's Poska Milomus, Halavai, that we should take a see, should be Poska Milomus, it should cease, the epidemic should end, should be only Shalom Al Yisroel, Amen Amen. And for that I say again, Mechaim. Now, the Shulchan Aruch has mentioned the Torah of the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tovtza the Gimel. There's a whole Simon of the Shulchan Aruch addresses, which addresses and points to what occurred in the in this in the, the days of the Sfira, and that is about the, the mourning period from Pesach to Atzeres, being Pesach to Atzeres mourning period, and the Shulchan Aruch details the Torah. And the Shulchan Aruch tells us, being that the Talmud of Rabbi Kiva passed away, that's why. It's time for mourning, and it was a minig. 
So no, again, the whole Ingen is a minute based that it's a Avelus Yishana past morning. It's a morning of old, of old and therefore there are a lot of leniencies, and it's merely a minute. The Gemara doesn't say anything about morning, but the Shulchan Aruch records based on what the Gemara tells us, that being that they passed away. So therefore, Klal Yisrael mourns, therefore we don't, but not all the halachas of mourning, but many halachas of the morning, it's, it's expressed and not to make any weddings and not to take any haircuts, as detailed in the, the tone of the Shulchan Aruch, different minhogim and different, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, there are different minhogim within this, there are two opinions of the Shulchan Aruch, presented in the Shulchan Aruch, that is found also, like I say, in the Tur and the Bes Yosef, and in the Shulchan Aruch, the machlog is between the Machaber and the Ramoh, right? That's between the Sfaradim and the Ashkenazim. In general, generally, that's the way it's, it splits down the middle. That's according to this, the Machaber, the Shulchan Aruch, the morning period starts from Pesach, right? From the, from the beginning of the Sphere of Sa'imer, continues on. Until Lagba Omer and Lagba Omer, it ends. The question is, does it end? On Lamed Dalad Omer, does it end? Lamed Gimel Omer, okay, these are already fine points and details in the post. Then there's another opinion that they didn't die when they didn't say Tachnun, etc. So therefore, it's a, a compilation. There's a combina combination of 33 days. So basically, everybody's mourning only 33 days. But it doesn't end like by according to the second opinion, which is the meaning of the Ashkenazim. Dafke starts from the second day of Rosh Chedesh and continues on until Erev Shavuos, and within that there are also different, different, a lot of details which we're not going to discuss. We're talking about the general approach of the first opinion. The reason why I'm addressing that is because, number one, is the first opinion of the Shulchan Aruch, and that's the opinion address recorded in the tour, and that's the opinion of the Mechaber, and that's where I noticed that there is a whole discussion around uh -huh. that, and it's, it relates to the Gemara, the text of the Gemara, and it follows on well with its seemingly a point the Ragachover Goy raises in relation to it. And this is as follows. Uh, the the Shulchan Aruch tells us that the reason why Lagba Oimer, being that Lagba Oimer poskumilomus, being that on Lagba Oimer, on the 33rd day of the Oimer, which this year it's Tuesday, they poskumilomus, they stop dying. Therefore, the Shulchan Aruch says, that the morning period, the Mechaber, the Beis Yosef, right? We're not talking about Menhagim now, what everybody follows. Like I say, so even though it could, the Misfardim follow, Tilak Bayim, the Ashkenazim follow from Rosh Kedesh the second day all the way through. Then there's a third custom, which based on the Chok Yankifer brings two additional reasons why there is this period, which there are, this is a period of Dinim, harshness, etc., etc., for different reasons of judgment. He brings two different reasons from the Rishonim, which according to those reasons, it would apply that it's kept from the beginning of Pesach all the way till Erev Shavuos, and especially according to the Arizal, the same applies, and there's no leniencies according to that, possibly even according to the Arizal, at least, on Lag either. Nevertheless, Lag Ba'imer is a, a joyous day according to all opinions. Now the Shulchan Aruch tells us, I'll read the Roshan of the Shulchan Aruch, the Shulchan Aruch says, um, in Simen Tovza the Gimel, says the Shulchan Aruch that, that's a sha'oimrim, they say. That's when they stop dying. All righty. So that's it. And so it's also brought in the Torah. Now, where is this coming from? 
And here there's a, a major controversy, a big shakla betaria all about it. Also, I just, I'm sorry, I wanted to mention also in the introduction, the short introduction, that we also identify with, Halavai we would identify and draw parallels to Rabshim and Barichoi. We're saying that we're saying the sheer dafka because it's seemingly the different dinyana, we're finding ourselves in trying times, just like Rabshim and Barichoi found themselves in the cave for 13 years, for 12 years, running away from the Romans. So therefore, you have to be in lockdown and quarantine, etc., etc. I just want to say, we know very well that a lot of people are trying to find, you know, leeways in order to daven and do the mitzvahs in order to do with the minion. And people have to realize that because, the, you know, and all the Rabbanim have said that, even though I don't know why the Rabbanim have to say it, it's just obvious that you have to follow the laws of the land and therefore make sure to re, re, follow, follow all the laws and be restricted and confined. And if there's not shy to have a minion, it's okay. And Dr. Rebbe Dafka raises this point in relation to Rashbi. He says, Rabbi Shemim these are the words of the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, in his Drush, in Parsha Shmini, in the first, in the Mimer, in the beginning of the Mimer, he speaks about different Yonim, uh, one major Indian, and he says, he gives an example of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yichoy, that he was in the Mora in the cave for 13 years, and he says as follows, Definitely, he wasn't able to fulfill, in, pract in the practical sense, many practical mitzvahs. The fact is that he was nourished, right? He was energized, nourished only from, from, a, from a carob tree and, and, and a well, well water, spring water, which was created for him. But he wasn't in Cain. If so, says the Alter Kim, if that's all he had, he wasn't the kind mitzvah matzah Pesach, and he couldn't make Kiddush on wine, and he had no esrik on sukkahs, etc. You get it? Now, and the Rebbe explains, it's not a problem because honest Rahmana Patre, that's a halacha, it's a rule, a principle in halacha. If you're honest, it's beyond your control. And definitely they were anusim because they were running away, they were running for their lives. It was because of the therefore they had to be there in lockdown and they shouldn't be revealed that they're there. So therefore the Alter Rebbe goes on to say that because they couldn't be in the kind of mitzvahs of pearl, nevertheless, it wasn't lacking. He had all, everything which is attained through mitzvahs in the practical sense, he attained all what has to be attained in the spiritual sense. But that was all suitable for Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi. We can do that. But nevertheless, the lesson is definitely that even though we can't attain it in the Ruchanistic sense, even though in a sense we can, because if we at least study the halachas in a case when we're on Nusim, so if we study the halachas, so we tap into the Indian and the message of the different mitzvahs or the different prayers, etc., we can attain it in a sense. And I don't know why I didn't hear anyone mentioning this, but it says it's known in the Chassidus, the Chabad Chassidus, it says that, yeah, we have to daven with our Eser, Kirchis, and Nefesh. Even when you daven with a minion, you have to daven with all our 10 attributes, our 10 Kirchis, our 10 emotions, right? The intellect and the emotions, etc. The Eser, Kirchis, and Nefesh, a known expression maybe from the Chabad Rebbe's or the Chabad Chassidim, that every Yid, wherever, even when he davens with a minion, or he davens on his own, he has to daven there's always the number 10 there. So we're always in tune to this message, to this thing, to daven with the minion. It can be either Eser, 10 people, or Eser, Kirchus, Nefesh. So that seems to be the message of Rav Shemim Bar Yichoy. So even though we're locked down, we have to just identify with it. So I know very well, I mean, we all know very well that many Beforshim go out of their way to explain how they did fulfill the mitzvahs Bepoel, and did they get it through in miraculous ways. They obtained all these different nyanam they needed for Kiddush and for Matzah and for Luluk, etc. But the Alter Rebbe just takes it at face value. The Vada, he says, with definite, with the certainty that they weren't able to be mekayim the mitzvahs b'maisev. The Balatanya says, b'vadai, he was also a person in halacha, so we don't have to be so from and go out of our brains and to go find out where, one and how they were. He also worried for the frumkite of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoi. And he says, b'vadai, he wasn't mekayim the mitzvahs b'poyel. 
So if he was Mekayim B'mitzvah Baruchnius, he didn't do it B'poel. So if it was good for him in a situation of our lockdown and quarantine, remain safe, B'koch Nefoshis, and what do you do what you can do, and you do what the halacha tells you you can do, and that's it. And we're moving on. I'm sorry for just bringing this in a bit too late, but I just recorded that. I just recalled the meant to say it, and I thought it was an important message. We're moving on. Zal Kolponim, the Shechonor says that they stopped dying. Now, uh, the Chidah, the Chidah, anybody heard of the Chidah? The Chidah in his Svorim, he has a Sefer, Toiv uh, Ayin, and he has many Svorim, so many Svorim, it's like impossible, I wouldn't remember all the Svorim, maybe a hundred Svorim, whatever or more. Recently they've published, republished, reprinted all the Svorim, whatever, on Londis, on Shas, and Kabbalah, whatever, on all different, you know, of Kalatur So the Chidah says in the Sefer Toiv Ayin, Choshev Svorim, and in the Sefer Yosef Aymetz, in the Shadows of Chuvis Yosef Aymetz, in the Simen, in Sefer Toiv Ayin, in Simen Chai, in Simen Yutches, and also he addresses this thing in, Sim, in his Shadows of Chuvis Yosef Aymetz, in Simen Samachai, and he asks the question, what's the meaning of what the Torah and the Shulchan Aruch write? That, the Vesyosef brings, that post-Kumilomus, they stopped dying, it all ended, the epidemic ended on Lag Bohemian. It's Mefurishim di Gemara, the Gemara says in Mesech to Yivam, Esdav Samach Beis, Amit Beis, that they died mi Pesach ad Atzeres. Translate those words plainly mean, they died from Pesach until Shavuos. So what is the meaning, what is the basis to what the Shulchan Aruch and the Torah say, that they died, they finished, they stopped dying, unlike Bohemian. It says clearly in the Gemara, they died mi Pesach ad Atzeres. Where's it coming from? And... He then references a Prichodosh. The Prichodosh asks the Shailah, the Prichodosh, in his commentary, Prichodosh, in Shulchan Aruch and Nerachayim, Simtovzad Gimel, he shows that he brings this Ramah, he shows the Machaber, that's a commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, and he says, What's the meaning of this Paschal Milomus? And he asks the Shailah, the Gemara says clearly that they died in Pesach Adatzeris, so it was extended from Pesach all the way to Shuas. We know that they did. Where's it coming from? So he answers as follows He says, But I found a Medrash. Which medrash? She finds a medrash. She finds a medrash in Koyhelis, in Koyhelis, a medrash rabbi in Koyhelis, and that is in Parsha Yud Aleph Oizvov. And there it says an interesting thing. There he finds a text of the medrash which reads, which actually a lot of different things are found in the text of the medrash, which seem to differ with the Shas. For instance, in the Shas it says that the world remained barren, so to speak, empty, shaman, and therefore the five Talmidim in the south, that's where Torah was reinstituted, instead reenacted. Etc. Here it says there were seven Talmudim, that's one thing, etc., and many other different things. A different uh, minor differences, etc. Those who have a chance will look in the Medrash. But what is negated to the Prechodesh is as follows. It says in the in the Medrash, it says they died Bain Pesach Laatzeres. Bain Pesach Laatzeres. Ah, they died between Pesach and Atzeres. So there there's room to interpret and accept to say that they stopped dying on Lag on the 33rd day of the Omer. Uh, you get it? Because it's Bain. If you say they died Bain Pesach Lazarus, that means it's extended from the period of Pesach until Shavuos. But if it's Bain Pesach Lazarus, it's sometime in between. So it's possible to say and accept that it means up till like Bohemer. So the Prichadosh is quite happy with that because he finds a Medrash. But the Chidor says, I don't get it. He says, because the fact is what the Beis Yosef and the tour, excuse me, what the Shulchan Aruch and the tour says is also based on a medrash. And this medrash is quoted by the Rishonim. The Rishonim quote a medrash, and they find in the medrash, where in the medrash, it's explicitly explained. We don't know the source exactly of that medrash, but the medrash is recorded by many, by some of the Rishonim, and uh, in the Droshes of the Talmud of the Rajbah, etc. They reference it. And it's, they say they found it in the medrash. It says that they died at 
Preus, that's this is the language they found. It says they found they died at Preus Atzeres. Preus Atzeres would mean like until 15 days before Atzeres, etc., etc. They make the calculation. According to that, it comes out that Taka is 33, 34 days. So like Bermuda, they stopped dying. Says the Chido, for the same reason, I'm not happy with that source. I'm not happy with the Prechodesh source. Because there's no way that a Medrish should supersede the Talmud, if in the text of the Talmud it reads that he dies me Pesach Adatzeres, so you find me a medrash that it says main main Pesach Adatzeres, you find me a medrash which says that it's at Preis Adatzeres, which would mean like Boimer, it's all not good enough. We need to find the Shas when you have a Talmud and a medrash we pass like the Talmud. So if the Talmud it says me Pesach Adatzeres, how can we say that they stop dying then? Then he says an interesting thing. Then he says he finds brings the fact is. That is a Sefer Hamanik. In the Sefer Hamanik, he brings that he heard in the name of Rabzrachia Migiruna, Migirunda, that's Rabzrachia Alevi de Balamor, that the Balamor said that he found a Sefer Yoshon. He's found in a Sefer Yoshon Misvorad, in an old Sefer from Sforad, from Spain or whatever, right? From, from Sfarad, from Sfarad. And in that Sefer Yoshon Misforad, it says, it states that it happened to be that they take a died, or Mipalge, the same Yoshon, that it ends up that they died up to like Bohemia, but that's where it ended. The Mela says the, says the Chido as follows, says the Chido, what's the meaning of what he says, I found in the Sefer Yoshon Abo Misforad? Does he mean just an, an ordinary safer, an old safer from Sfarad, that's not good enough. The Shah says they died with Pesach Adatzeres. So listen to the novel Pshat he wants to say. He says, maybe Rabzrachia Alevi, Rabzrachia Nigirunda, the Balamor may have meant to say that what he found in a safer Yoshan Abomi Sfarad, he means the text of the Gemara is a safer Yoshan Misfarad. In other words, a section of the Gemara, which is a Svanusach Sfarad. There are many different editions of Gemara, etc., and manuscripts of the Shas. So here, Abzorach, he says, I found in an old edition of the Shas from, he doesn't say that, but he says maybe that's what he means. And if he means that he found an old edition of the Shas from Sfarad, from Sfarad then I appreciate it. Why? Number one, it's a text of the Talmud. But why is that good enough for us? He says it's even better. Because if it's from Sfarad, it's the most reliable text. And this is substantiates based on a, a rivet in the Asogas or rivet in the questions of the rivet of the Balamor published in every standard Vilna Shas in the end of the first Perik and Misech the Brochis. And also he brings a Melchames, save the Melchames Hashem, the Ramban, at the end of Misech the Brochis. So both of them testify that the, the Shas from Svorad, the texts, even though the Nuschois or whatever, but if there's a Nusach from the Shas, from Svorad, that's the most reliable and the most, that's the most authentic. And as he brings, he references Rabbi Menachem Dulunzano in his Sefer Shteyodos also discusses this. The main if that's what this Rabbi Zerachia means, so then if it's a Nusach Sefer Yoshem Misvorad, it means a text of the Shas, so then I can appreciate that even though uh, the Medrosh, the Shah, with the Shah Shalafonenu, says Mepesach Adatzeres, but nevertheless, that's good enough because that's, that we find at least the text in Shas that way, and the Medrash is not good enough. At the end of the day, he says, Lamais in Sefer Yosef Oymets, in the Shadows of Tribute Yosef Oymets, he's not happy with it, it's a Deichik, it's gekfetched, it would seem, he means merely a Sefer Yoshon, it doesn't actually mean the text of the Shas. 
He says, the only thing that I'm satisfied with is what I found. It's recently, he says, the Me'iri was published. I'm a Sechti Yavonis. I don't know if you know, but Me'iri was only published in the last many generations. And only sections of it slowly came out from Savyad, etc. So at least in his days, the Chidor had different Kisviyonis. He says they just came, just found this, a Me'iri, a Sechti Yavonis. And the Me'iri, a Sechti Yavonis, brings that it's Kabbalah Biyad HaGo'oinim. That they stopped dying on like Boimer. Ah, says the Chidor. It seems that the Goinim understood to interpret the Shas that way. It says, if we have a Kabbalah in the name of the Goinim, that they stop dying, unlike Boimer, they must have understood to interpret the Shas that way. And if that's the case, I'm quite satisfied that we have now a source to say that they actually stopped, it all ended, unlike Boimer. Uh, he's not still, he's still very unhappy because he concludes, he says, the fact is these Goinim, Right? If Rabbi Zrachia Alevi preceded the Meiri, lived much earlier than the Meiri. And Rabbi Zrachia Alevi, the Balamor, doesn't quote no Kabbalah from the Goinim. So, therefore, he questions the whole Kabbalah of Yishem Goinim. Whoever has an Utsar Goinim and Mesechti Yavamis will find many different texts and different in Yonim Bishem Goinim and different Shuvas Goinim will discuss it and also discuss the different Menhogim. There's also a known Igeris of Rabshri Goin. Which, based on the Igeris of Rab Shuragoin, he wants to connect the whole Misas uh, uh, um, base, at least with uh, Rab Shloyme Goren, if I'm allowed to mention him on the Shir, but it's okay. He has a safer call there. Yeah, the safer is called Moya de Israel. So Rab Shloyme Goren brings, uh, has a, actually an interesting article, uh, a lengthy article, and he expounds on this. He says if it's brought in the Goenim, it's very surprising that the Rambam doesn't allude at all to the, to the, to the Avelis of the Talmudah Rabbi Akiva, it's nowhere found, even though it's a minig, but al Kalponim, it's found in the Goenim, so the Rambam chose not to quote it at all, it's not found in the Rambam, and he brings it, he gets it from Rabbi Goin, and based on the, he gets it from Rabbi Goin, he wants to connect the death of the Talmudah Rabbi Akiva with the Romans, not so partial, I believe it's quite controversial, even though that seems seemingly it's against the Shas, and he says, he claims that the Igeris of Rabshuri Goin had a different text of the Shas. And he says, those who want to amend the Igeris, the letter of Rabshuri Goin, even though generally he's very reliable in the Nusach Sfarad, is, it's a Nusach Sfarad of the Igeris, but they amend it in the, it's amended in the Oitzar Goin and quoted there. He says they don't know what they're doing because the Igeris of Rabshuri Goin is very clear that it seems like Rabbi Akiva was never killed by the Romans before his, his 12,000 students were killed. So he says he claims they were all killed in Nebuch. So the whole story is a different kind of story. I just want to let you know, just bringing in this kind of thing, I think is really, you know, is dangerous territory for a simple reason, because I'm going to quote for you, quote unquote, from, from the Lubavitcher Rebbe's Chusa Yogan Oleinu. That is in, in, in Lukut it's published in Lukut Sichas, and uh, originates from uh, the Rebbe's uh, letters, correspondence in volume Chelik Tess. There the Rebbe has notes in someone's Sefer, and the Rebbe says, and, and quotes what this fellow writes in his Sefer, and the Rebbe says as follows. This is, these are glosses and, 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 and the notes on this fellow's Sefer. The Rebbe writes that this, this, this Mechaber who writes, this Mechaber writes as follows. The Lagba Imer is totally b'melchemes bar kochba. And if you look in the Wikipedia or whatever, you go online and you check it out, those who do and those who don't, that's why in Eretz Yisrael it's only Kubal, right? Because it's been connected to the Zionism, the Bar Kochba and all of that, right? With his uh, war, well, as a warrior. And he thought about Eretz Yisrael and Am Yisrael. So anyway, so they, the Rebbe says, oh, listen to the Rebbe's Loshin. He may zeo hepechashas af shenimtze besifrei hamaskilim. You get it? So, I think it's dangerous territory. And if I recall correctly in the Shtenzel Shas, this is quoted. 
Nevertheless, Steinzel says a Tayyru Yiddish Rabbi Rechusyam Bishonim Tevis, Slav Dafke himself inserted it into his Shas, but I think it is mentioned in his Shas. I saw it years ago there. Maybe in the new editions it's not there. Anyway, we're moving on. I don't want to go there because it's like I say, there's a red line there. We're moving on. Can I ask you a quick question? How can you be. No, I need permission from Menchi. Okay, how can you be at Miyashiv and Meiri with the Loshan of the Gemara? Even if you say it's Abdeloyad Bichlal, that whole shit is very. It's very stretched. Well, the Miri brings a Kabbalah. Kabbalah biyada goinim. Kabbalah biyada goinim. Yes, the Loshan of the Gemara. The Loshan is Ad. Yes, 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 yes. No, I'm just saying the Chidoses. The Miri doesn't say it in the Gemara. Miri says it, what he says. Kabbalah biyada goinim. Chidor, who is Vimezotis, he claims, there's nothing I can do. I have to follow with the text of the Shas. So he says, I believe the Goinim understood it that way in the Shas. That's his Kaich of the Kabbalah biyada goinim. The Maisebepur, you're right. I mean, it remains that way, but that's I'm just saying what the Chidos says. If he had a problem with the Medrash, he has no problem with Kabbalah. Because when it's a Kabbalah, yeah, they're going to go in, couldn't argue with the Shas. That's what he wants to say. Once we have a Kabbalah, yeah, they're going, we must say they had a way of interpreting the Shas to mean that way. That's exactly what the Chidot wants to say. We're moving on. Now, the Rabbi Chavar, here the Rabbi Chavar going comes in. This is a, so we know very well that even though the Shulchan Aruch, just before I'm going to the Rabbi Chavar, we know very well uh, there are many different reasons in, introduced why we know that the Lag Boimer, it ends, so to speak, the Advelus ends, or at least it's, it's, it's minimized, etc. According to some, some it ends and some it's minimized, and that is for different reasons, or at least even if it's not minimized, at least the day of Lag Boimer per se is a day of. Uh, because poscomilomus. So it's interesting. The question is, and the main question arises, is why is it we, the only the, we find that the day is not just a day which we which we the, the morning ceases, we stop mourning, right? And that's the reason for poscomilomus. That's a good enough reason why, because they ended dying, they stopped dying, so therefore we don't mourn any longer. But why should we rejoice? And the Ramah brings us some. There's a mixa simcha, mixa simcha, and mixa smukaymes. You have to look in the Rav Shulchan Aruch. He seems to reword, uh, the, rephrase the words of the Ramah. But he, the Rav Shulchan Aruch makes it very clear. He says that some are in mixa smukaymes. There, there's a ningen of simcha on this day. So why should there be simcha just because of Pascha Milonu simcha? And that's exactly what uh, what uh, what the uh, Prichodesh raises. Why should there be basis for simcha? I understand why we stop mourning. And therefore, he wants to say that the simcha is not so much because they stopped dying and the epidemics ended. It's more that because there were the five which Torah was rededicated thanks to those who remained alive and they weren't affected by the epidemic. That's why there's the simcha. In other words, the, the, the stopping of the morning, the minimizing of the morning is because posco milonos. But the reason why there's joy is because of the additional which will remain. And also the Chidah says, because Dafka, the Torah was reinstated, were reinstituted and was revived, thanks to Rabbi Kiva and the five Talmudim, as the Gemara says. So also he says, so there's a Simcha Satorah, so to speak. Interesting, there's a very interesting uh, uh, Maramokim, a source for this that even if we say it's based on the posco milonos, nevertheless there's room to rejoice, and that is in the Bir Agro. The gross in the Dunlegoin in his in his gloss on the Shulchan Aruch, he says, and he brings a Mufurisha Mokar from Isikhtitainis, the Gemara says, that's one of the greatest Yom Tovin. And the Gemara brings many reasons what's what's great about why we do we do we rejoice and what's the Yom Tov about Khamisha Asabiyab, the fifteenth above. And one of the reasons is because a boy Pasku may say midbar milomus, that the may say midbar stop dying. So we see, says the Dunlegoin, that we see that when there's a Posku Milomus, there's a room to rejoice. 
the Mishnah says it's a yontif. And that's the basis of what the Shulchan Aruch says, the post can be lomos. It's not just that we stop mourning, but also there's a basis to rejoice. Like I say, others take issue with it, and the Prichadosh therefore has to find another reason, the Chidah has to find another reason, and the known reason based on the Kisri Arizal, uh, and the Mishnah's Chesidim, and also the, the, the Alter Rebbe accepts this also, based on the Hilul of the Rashbi, and because the Rashbi says and calls and, and refers to his day, Yom Simchosoy, and therefore he, so to speak, he requested that on the day of his passing. So Yom Hilul, Hilul is the Rashbi, and that's where it's all about the Rashbi and the Biron. I mean, I know the Chidah discusses if that's correct or not, incorrect, it's irrelevant now, but I'm just saying that's the final, really. That's why there's an Indian of Simcha, and after Simcha in a positive way, and without uh, limitations, that's it's recorded in the Mongol Avram that the Talmud, the student of the Arizal, who generally used to say Nachim, because he mourned on the Churban Beis Amidosh, so he even seemed to say Nachim. The Rebbe makes, makes a, has a lengthy discussion. It would seem that he said Nachim even on Shabbos. He would say Nachim because he mourned the Churban Beis Amidosh. Nevertheless, Dafke, because he said Nachim on the day of Lag Boimer, and in the presence of Rosh Shimon Ba'ichoi, he never was afflicted, and the Rosh Shimon Ba'ichoi was makbid, that he is saying Nachim and mourning on the day of his simcha, and therefore, unfortunately, it affected him and his child. Okay, so that's in the Mogan of Rome in Shulchan Aruch. I believe the Chayodim also mentions Dafka the Chayodim, interesting. Dafka the Rav Shulchan Aruch doesn't mention the Yem Simchasi Shal Rashbi. He brings Dafka what it says in Shulchan Aruch, Poskumilamus in the Shulchan Aruch. And Dafka the Chayodim, if I recall correctly, the Chayodim from Vilna. Yeah, I'm a Chaye. I think he mentions the reason, if I recall correctly from years ago. He brings the reason of the Ilul of the Rashbi. Good one. Not bad, huh? Good. All right, we're moving on. Robert Shover going. Now, here we go. The Robert Shover going, like I said, is not in his writings, but we were Zeicher to have a very interesting testimony by an individual published in a newspaper. And this is as follows. And I understand we said this year many years ago, some of you remember it, but because, like I say, there were new findings this year in this Indian, and therefore I'm excited to share it with you. And we have a half an hour left, so I hope we'll, time will suffice. And that is, in published in a newspaper, you can, this newspaper, I have a, those who want a copy can have a copy, and this was accessed, I don't recall how I accessed it and who sent it to me, from the National Library of Israel. And it's published in the newspaper Davar, I don't know if the Davar still comes out today, but years ago it was published in Eretz Yisrael, there was a newspaper called Davar. And the newspaper edition Davar, published in May 19, 1953, 19th of May 1953, on page 5, a fellow with a pseudonym, right, I believe it is, Right, he has a name, he signs off Yonatan, Yud Lamed Yonatan. He writes, he writes a letter to the editor, a pseudonym. And he writes as follows. He says, it seems like in the newspaper, in Chov Bezir, in the Davar, there was a whole discussion about why all of a sudden that from Lag Boimer, we seem to be eased about the mourning of the students of Rabbi Akiva. The mourning period seems to be very intense up to Lag Boimer. And after Lag Boimer, it seems to be where there's, there's a release, we're eased about this morning, what's it all about until Shavuos? Why is it? So the fellow writes to the editor as follows. I found there's a very interesting explanation, he says. I'm, I'm like uh, trans, 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 translating this article. He writes in Hebrew. He says, I heard from the Rabbi Shavar Goin when I visited him 20 years ago. So this he visited the Rabbi Shavar Goin in Dvinsk in 1933. Okay, the Rugged Shavar Goyen passed away in 1936. He visits the Rugged Shavar Goyen in 1933, because this article is written in 1953. He says, I visited the Rugged Shavar Goyen in 1933, and unlike Boimer it was, 
and in Dvinsk and the Rogachover, he says as follows, the Rogachover going also didn't appreciate what the Mephorshim bring, that the reason why the morning ends on Lag Boimah was because the Talmud of Rabbi Akiva poskumilomus, that's a Mephorshim Shulchan like we said, based on the Rishonim, based on the Goinim, etc., etc. The Rogachover going, according to this fellow's testimony, I don't know how many he was, and I don't know how much he remembered, or maybe he recorded it, or maybe he didn't, but this is what he testifies. It's a newspaper, so what can I do? It's not a tshuva, and etc. But it's good, it's a good one. The it's a good one, I love it. He says, the Rogachover, he says, based on Masechti, the Rogachover going, it sounds very much like the Rogachover. The Rogachover going said, based on what it says in Masechti Yivomus, it says, Mephurish, that they died, me Pesach, the Adatzeres, right? The time of the Prichodosh, the time of the Chido. And that's very much like the Rogachover going. He has the, the Gemara, Kemar Shehi, it doesn't go for any Pshetlach or Pulpulim. And even when it's a very tough text of a Rambam, of a Gemara, of a Rishin, of a Rashi, of a Toysvis, he'll tackle it. So Vibaldi Gemara says in your face, they died, me Pesach, the Adatzeres. And it doesn't say, me Pesach, the Adatzeres. What's the pshat? Why does it end from like Boimer? And why is it east from like Boimer? Here he goes. So he says as follows. And the question is, does he remember or doesn't he? And because he says what he says, it causes a lot of controversy. Listen to what he says. The Rogachover, this also sounds very much like the Rogachover. He says the Rogachover took out of Yerushalmi. It's all good, right? Nice, like the well-known out of Hirschberg, right? The chief rabbi of uh, Mexico, right? Mexico, yeah. Of Hirschberg, all of Asholem. I always like to repeat it. I still remember the photo. He sits together with the Shah of Iran without shoes next to him. Beautiful photo. He was a big London in the Rogachover's Torah, by the way, and he was a big London also in the Yerushalmi's. He used to come to the Rebbe's Fabrengas. I remember him. I know his aide, Marav Metzger, who was a teacher in, in Stern College, who was at least a teacher in Stern College, a very professor. And uh, yes, yeah, so he used to speak also. We used to talk these in Yonim. He used to tell me things from uh, Rav Soloveitchik, many different things. I'm Afghan. Eker. So, Rav, yeah. So, uh, here we go. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah, so uh, Yerushalmi. So, he used to say that was the expression. He says, Nice, you Yerushalmi. If you want something really novel, you'll find it in Yerushalmi. Love Afghan, the Babli. Here you have a Babli, which is problematic for us. You'll find it in Yerushalmi. He took out a Yerushalmi, the Rogachov. And the Rogachov, we know, is big on the Yerushalmi. He says as follows, he said, he showed him in the Yerushalmi that the father's point in the Galil to Yerushalayim, right, takes 17 days to journey, to travel, either by foot or by, I'll go upon a map with your Rakevet, not with the Rakevet Yisrael and not with the Eged bosses, of course. We're talking about they walked the way it was in the olden times, maybe with a donkey, whatever it was, right? A donkey, Zazana donkey, whatever it was. So the father's point in the Galil, that's the way he quotes it, right? From Yerushalayim, took 17 days. All righty, interesting, right? Now it's 17 days from Lag Boimer till Shavuos, isn't it? Right? You bet it is. Do your math. Whatever you need, take out your calculator. If you need a calculator for these numbers. Anyway, listen to this. He says, the ones, what's going on? So what about it? On Shavuos, we know we bring Bikurim. It's called Chaga Bikurim, right? And you have to bring Bikurim to Yerushalayim for Shavuos. And that's why it's called Chaga Kotzir. Shavuos is called Chaga Kotzir. It's a time for the harvest. The men are there for being that we have to bring Bikurim from the first ripened fruits of the Shiva Samidim of the seven meaning Shedeshtab Chobam Eretz Yisroel. We have to bring from all the fields throughout Eretz Yisroel. 
It's a mandate on every yid to bring Bikurim Lahakodesh Baruchu. If there's a shear or not, there's no shear with the Rabbana. This is a shear. The whole discussion about exactly what the shear is, it's not Negei. And how much of your field? You can bring your whole field, you can bring Bikurim, the whole harvest. You can bring it to the Besamikdash, to the Koyanim. You give it to the Koyanim. So they, that was the time in order to arrive, he says. He found, he says, says the Rav Chavar going, being that it was 17 days from Lagba Oimer till Shavuos. So the Yidin gathered, assembled together on Lagba Oimer, right? And this is a description in the Mishnah, in Mishnah, and the Bikurim, and the Rambam and Hilchas Bikurim describes exactly the process, the procedure, how they brought the Bikurim, they gathered together in the city of the Maimed. I'm not going into details. And that's where all the people, the surrounding cities gathered in one specific city. They stayed there overnight, and they, oh, each one brought their Bikurim, all the farmers, right? Farmer in the Dell, right? All the farmers got together, and they stayed in that city overnight, and then in the morning they started to woke up early, and they started to travel towards Yerushalayim, and there was a whole procedure how they traveled, and they, with song and with flutes, in detail, the Mishnah describes it, Besimcha, because we find that the bringing of the Bikurim, based on it says that the time, the season of the Bikurim is a time of Simcha, and the bringing, that's why the din is that we bring Bikurim and we read the Parsha's Bikurim, only me, Shvuas Ad, me from Atzeres until Hanukkah, because only then is the time of, it's, it's a time, a, a period of Simcha, of harvest and gather and gathering the fruit, etc., etc. But after Hanukkah, it's all over. Therefore, only then do we read the Parshas Bikurim. But the Bikurim, therefore, because it's all entails the union of Simcha. So they gathered together on that day of Lag Barim and they started to travel. And as they travel towards Yerushalayim from city to city, other people join in, join in this pilgrimage and this assemblage. And it grows even mightier. There's a big parade. And I once wanted to say, by the way, that the Lababacher Rebbe instituted to make parades. On Lag Boimer, you know that, right? Started maybe, according to the Srogi Chava, started Dafka on Lag Boimer. This man, Shebeis Amigdash, when they started the parade and had this assemblage to go to Yerushalayim with the Bikurim. It's all about HaKadosh Baruch on the Beis Amigdash. That's what the parades are all about. Yes, yes. So that's what the Rebbe wanted. He never mentioned it. It's connected to other things. It makes no difference. But the Rebbe said the Rajvi is found by the parades and he was very serious about it. And what came out himself took off his precious time came out and spoke to thousands of children and spoke to all Eden on the day of like Bohemer at the parade and stayed there all the time and, and, and was mechazik them and joined in the, in the, in the, in the, in the march and joined in the simcha, etc., in the music, etc., etc. We're moving on. I'll call upon him. It's just my, that's an anecdote and just my, be, 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 you know, the I just added that as an anecdote. Maybe it's connected, don't know. But let's go back to the Rabbi Chover. Says the Rabbi Chover, from there they get, they continued on traveling, and therefore he says, from that point in time in history, it became a joyous period. Would you believe it? Says the Rabbi Chover, if he's there, that's the Hezber. Why we minimize in the Avelis, in the Simonim of Avelis from Lag Baoimer? Being because of Lag Baoimer, we started to have being in of Simcha kicks in. So according to the Rabbi Chavar, the truth is we need a little Hezber. What's going on here? Because this all occurred, this Simcha, this procedure, this assembly, this procedure, this whole process, this whole parade, when they brought Bikurim, correct? And after the Churban Beis Amigdash, it ceased to exist, right? 
then all of a sudden we're saying that the reason why when it was misas the availus of Talmud Rabbi Akiva, which came much later after the Churban, right? All of a sudden there is an availus, and we're saying the reason we're minimizing the availus is because of what? Because of the Bikurim, the Simcha of the Bikurim, which kicks in from like Boimer. So what happened in between? And what's happening? What you understand? It was it seems like there was some kind of vacuum. Uh, uh, so the Rabbi Chava doesn't explain it, and to say I don't want to, is there a need to be mafalpel in the time of the Rabbi Chava when it's in the newspaper? Maybe yes. And let me just add, say as follows that possibly uh, uh, he doesn't address it. It's not addressed there, but maybe we can say as follows: the same shaila arises, and this is what I thought. The same shaila arises in relation to the reason of the Chassam Soifer. There's a known Chassam Soifer in Shailos and Shuvas Chassam Soifer. In Yeridei is Simeration on the Gimel, and he also discusses it in Nerechaim Simekuf Samach Gimel. The Sam Sefer is Mechadish, he has issues, he takes issue with, with his great joy on like Bangor Day. He has a lot of issues, take a look at the Truven Yeridei Simeration on the Gimel. And there's a lot of discussion on that before and after. Look at the Haoris, there's Lukute Haoris of the Sam Sefer from Daily Israel. Uh, from the Chassam Sefer onwards, which talk and deliberate and debate exactly what the Chassam Sefer means. But one thing is obvious and seems to be questionable. Chassam Sefer is Mechadish. That, and he says this also in his Chassam Sefer Alternative to his Moshe, his Mechadish as follows, that the reason why Lag Bohemer is a special day, is a unique and novel day, is because that's when the Mon started to come down to the Eden in the desert. And he says clearly that it goes against what the Gemara says in Perik Rabbi Akiva, Besechta Shabbos, and also it goes against what Rashi says in Chumash, based on Perik Rabbi Akiva. Because it comes out, it seems from the Gemara, that when they, they had the Harora, the, 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 the food they took out of Mitzrayim, that lasted them, it seems like it lasted them only till Tezvav. And the month started to come down, the Pesach, and the Rabbi Akiva, excuse me, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva, and it says that the reason we celebrate Pesach Sheni today, and what's so unique about Pesach Sheni, and the Premier Godin takes issue, why do we celebrate Pesach Sheini? What's the big deal about Pesach Sheini? Because they were Yidin, what Tmeim and Yechidis Gula, individuals, not Yechidim, plain Yechidim. Klal Yisrael wasn't pushed off for Pesach Sheini, who celebrate Pesach Sheini? Yechidim. He says, so why should we celebrate Pesach Sheini? We shouldn't say Tachnon, what's the big deal about Pesach Sheini? Those who were Tomila Nefesh. And also, we had a Pesach region, so what are we doing with Pesach Sheini? Not in vain, the Premier Godim, it is Pirush on Rechai, and it's in Kufla Madalaf, and it's a Pirush, in the Sefer Noemi Godim, says that that's why in Ashkenaz, the meaning is that we do say Tachnu. And I believe the, in Ashkenaz they say Tachnu, but the Svardim don't say Tachnu. And the reason is because of uh, Pesach Sheini, because of that, and the Butchachar in the Zechel of Rome explains it, mentions it, etc., and other people in Israel, and the Magnav Rome, and the Divrulachemer, and the Midbarovna brings that, yes. Because mainly the Marikash, Marikash, Marikaster, and also the Gdele, Hasvardim, the Prichodash, etc., all saying not to say Tachna Pesach Sheni. But, so Rabbi Gavendi says, the reason we don't, what's so special about Pesach Sheni? The monk started to come down at Pesach Sheni. He says, Zegilulim and Hashemayim. He says, I had a dream, whatever, I had a Izgalus, and I had a vision, and yeah, that's the reason that's so unique about Pesach Sheni. He'll also he'll take it about Turim. The Balaturim also, in Pashas Baaloischa, he says, that's the specialty about Pesach Sheni, because the monk started to fall on Pesach Sheni, and that was the connection between the 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 the, the matzah before and the mon thereafter that's why we connect the two psach and the pesach rishon and the pesach sheni take out our bag of emder sitter also pesach sheni but according to the gemara that's when it happened the pesach sheni but some soifer is mechadish he says he found in a medrash we're still looking for the medrash they can't find it they found in a medrash that actually the the what the harora they took out the, the, the biscuits, whatever, the food they took out with them from a shrine lasted them, take, uh, like the Gemara says. But for three days, they were going around, they're going along, they were journeying hungry. They were hungry for three days until the month started to fall, started to rain down. When? On Chai on Lag Bohemer. 
The Mela says, I'm sorry for that's what's novel and unique about, about this day. So the question arises, and this is addressed by the Rebbe and Lukotasichis in a letter, in a, in a general letter to Lag Baimer, Lukotasichis volume, Chelikud Beis. There the Rebbe says, uh, he, he doesn't deal with his Rebbe Shavar because it wasn't published, but he raises this point with the Chsam Soif, what's going on here? In the Pesach Sheini, uh, Lag Baimer is unique with the Mon before the story of the Talmud Rabbi Akiva. Before the celebrations of what's going on in Iran and Lagboimer, etc., etc. So, it, right from the when the month came down, that's so special about that day. So, we, we don't find any mention anywhere that this day is a day that we make a zecher to until the story of Lagboimer, which is after the Churban. What's happening? So, the Rebbe concludes to reconcile this some cipher and he brings rise from Shabbos Agodol, the Mises Miriam, the same thing. I'm not going to go into the detail. Those who are interested can look and look at the Sikha's volume at 12, uh, page 228. It's a long gloss, a footnote. And the Rebbe explains that there's a concept in Halacha, Gilgul Shvua, if you know of Gilgul Shvua, and in a more simple way. The Rebbe says, he doesn't want to go into it, but the din, I'm not going to the din. Or the concept of Megalgon, basically the Rebbe says, sometimes based on the initial reason, it's not good enough or strong enough to celebrate. But when there's another reason, so then it's compounded, with another reason comes in, in kicks in, and together, therefore, these two, so one compounds the other, and therefore it's compounded, and therefore we start celebrating the initial reason, even though initially we didn't celebrate for the initial reason. I hope you get what I just said. I'm just saying, based on what the Rebbe says for the Chsam Sefer, I believe we possibly we can say the same thing also for the Rebbe Chover, that even though it's based on Havos Bikunim, which is only as much as nevertheless, we, and we don't find that this should be celebrated like Bohemer or this time of the year before the Churman, the mention is only mentioned only after the Churman, meaning it's only mentioned after so to speak, in the time of, of the Arizal and the like, we don't mention it, we don't find it mentioned before, possibly for the same, it works that way also, because it's only compounded when the second reason comes in, so then the first reason kicks in. Says the Rebbe, he doesn't want to go into it. Let's go on. It's very late. I keep on saying that. Here we go. Okay, it ends there, right? But this Yid, here goes pseudonym, right? He has a totally different pseudonym in, uh, in a new, different newspaper. And that is in the Hatsofe, yeah, Hatsofe, it's still published today, don't know, it's a Mizrahi newspaper, don't know what it is. Hatsofe, yes, I'm aware of it, I just recall, whatever. So in the Hatsofe, on Lag Boimer, Tovshin Yud 1957. There you go, it comes up again. There's another discussion in 1957 in a newspaper where they discuss, so this fellow, he has a different name, a pseudonym here is Ben Tovim, Yafeh. Yud Ben Tovim writes a letter to the editor in the name that the, the Rabbi Yosef, the Rabbi Chavar Goyim, showed him a Yerushalmi. He doesn't mention Galil, but he showed him a Yerushalmi that the father's point to travel from Eretz Yisrael to Yerushalayim in the Zman Abayis, the Zman Shabbos was 17 days, etc. So therefore, those who carried the Bikurim left from their town, so to speak, then from Lag Baimer on the way to Yerushalayim, it was 17 days. So therefore, from Lag Baimer onwards, that's the basis for the Simcha of Lag Baimer, according to the Rabbi Chavar Goyim. And this Mr. Yud Ben Toivin, says, he requests from the readers of the Hatsofer, please, maybe someone could show me and find me this Yerushalmi, I'm looking for it. All right, and that's interesting. So in the Hatsofer, dated Chofi, or Tovshin Yud Zayin, another person writes to the editor, his name is Mar Avigad, if that's a pseudonym, I don't know. And maybe, yeah, maybe not, the Iker. 
He says, I have the Mokr. The Mokr is a Mishnah Mesechta Tainis, and we know the well-known Mishnah Mesechta Tainis, the view with it, the Mishnah discusses, it tells us that when we are destroyed, when do we start saying the same Talamoto, we say on Zion Cheshb, we say the same Talamoto, right? In the diaspora, we don't say it then, in Bavl, we don't say it then, but there we say, says the Mishnah, the Rabbi Gamliel says the reason why we say the same Talamoto on Zion Cheshb, because we bought the Yidin Regal on Chagasuka, so we waited for the, the Yid, all the Yidin to return home, and therefore, the, the Yid who lived farthest from Yerushalayim lived near the Euphrates River, the Nahar Pros. So it takes 15 days to travel from Yerushalayim to the Euphrates River to Nahar Pros. 15 days, therefore we wait 15 days, which is Zion Cheshm, from the end of Chagasukos. And that's when we say, we say, tell order, and all the guy that had this individual shouldn't be caught in the rain. And this is interesting, the Rebbe discusses it in length, that we see the importance, how the Chazal instituted that Takana possibly for one individual Yid. Now, how many Yidin lived already near the Euphrates, so far away from Yerushalayim? Ulavdaf gets proven that there's an established uh, uh, Kehillah ke- 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 community there. Maybe it was one Yid. So the Chazal waited for that one Yid. So you see the great love is destroyed of the Chazal, even for one Yid, they shouldn't get caught in the rain. We're moving on. Now there's no time for Drush. We're moving. Halacha, yeah, good. Progetchover. Anyway, so he says, ah, here it says 15 days. The Rabbi Trevor said 17 days. So what's going on? And what's, yeah, what's going on? So he has this whole cheshmim, it's not so poshut. What's going on? He says, I have a 16th day. What's a 16th day? Because it says that they ended up staying overnight in the city of the Maimed. In one city, they all gathered together, gathered together and they stayed there overnight. And then they woke up in the morning of the travel. So they lost one day. In other words, that's an additional day. So that's a 16th day. And then what's with the 17th day? Tutsakagansamite was 17th day. Now, what's the, and he wants to end up saying that the 17th day, is based on a Yerushalmi taka. He finds a Yerushalmi in Masech Tatinus that is talking in a case where, which the basis is a Tesefta, where the year was a Chaser, it wasn't a Mole, Tishrei was Chaser, it wasn't a full month. So therefore, the, the Shailas Kshamim starts a day later, again, Samaisa, and he finds this gear. So listen here. This whole discussion, if you're interested, I'm, I'm going to share this with you. You can access this. And that is found in, a, in an interesting Sefer, which many of our listeners, I believe, may even be aware of it. It's a sefer called Al Gedois Yama Talmud, or Gedot Al Gedot Yama Talmud. Okay, Al Gedot Yama Talmud, authored and penned by Horav Tzvi Kaplan. Horav Tzvi Kaplan is a bother. It's published by Moses Ariel in Yerushalayim in Tavshenun. He was a big, uh, very a forerunner and established very much for the Yeshivas Ben Akiva, etc., in Eretz Yisrael and the Mizrahi movement. So, if you look, we'll look on Wikipedia, if you want to know more about him. Take out your Wikipedia on Harav Tzvi Kaplan, and you'll see he was some individual uh, person and a real doer and a, a mover. So he wrote one of his svarim. He wrote many other svarim. And in the Sefer Al Gedois Yama Talmud, he brings this whole discussion from the newspaper in his Sefer, and he, he presents it. And he had, deliberates and debates with this with this letter to the editor how uh, good enough it is, etc., etc. What he does conclude is as follows. He concludes with something novel. He says, you know, I found in the text of the Mishnah, in, the, in a manuscript of the Mishnah from München, from München, you know, from München in Germany. And the text in the Mishnah reads as follows. It says, not Hamisha also, that there are 15 days for the fellow who travels from Jerusalem to Naharpos. It says there are 17 days for the fellow who travels from Jerusalem to the farthest point of the end of the border. 
of Yerushalayim, of Eretz Yisrael, of Eretz Yisrael, to Euphrates. 17 days, oh! So he says, ah, that may be the 17 days the Rogachavar is referring to. So he concludes in his article, this Rovar of Sri Kaplan, that if someone, if someone can find us, the Yerushalmi, in the Tainis, etc., etc., or wherever the Yerushalmi is, at least this will substantiate the text of the Mishnah in the, in the Talmud Bavli Minchen, that is like a 17 days. So actually, in the, in the second article, he doesn't mention the Galil, right? He mentions the father's point from Yerushalayim in 17 days. The first article, he claims that the Rogachava says the father's point from the Galil in 17 days. When I saw that, it rang a bell. Maybe not in vain. That's why the whole the ceremonies take place in Miron, which is in the Galil. In other words, they connected it to Rabbi Shimon Barichai, which is Yem Simchasai. But based on the Rogi Chover, maybe that's why it's Dafka in the north, in the Galil. I'm unsure how reliable, again, this expression is. He says he heard, he heard it uh, 20 years ago. So if it was recorded or he wrote it up, I'm not sure. But the Iker, here we go. So I'm looking for a bit more information. Oh, no, it's very late. Okay, nevertheless, give me 10, 15 minutes, yeah? Good. So I'm going to say Lechaim, and I'll just get some additional gas. Lechaim. And drink a bit of water, Lechaim. And here we go. A gewaldic thing. Listen to this. I, Baruch Hashem, Nofel Birayoni, I was desperate to find out more information on the singing, and I searched here, there, nothing to be found. And I'm acquainted with a Yid who published Shadas Etruvis, recently Shadas Etruvis, in the last many years, Shadas Etruvis, Safras Panech, Hachadoshis, four volumes he'll really publish. He lives in Modi'in Elite. He is a younger manchik. I don't know, younger manchik, a younger man. I haven't seen him face to face. I know his name, his name and his address and his telephone number is published in the Shadows of Chuvis. So I don't have to have any connection, special personal connection, even though I spoke to him frequently, quite often through the years, thanking him and speaking to him about different things he did in the Shadows of Chuvis. Deaker. So I felt he's the right person to tell me because he has on computer all the tzilumim, all the copies of all the manuscripts, all the ksavyad of the Rogachavar going, number one. Access number two, he what he's done is traveled, he's accessed the Gvaldica libraries and different archives who have uh, or postcards or kisveyodos or writings of the Rogachever going or who he found and accessed different shuvis published writings, published shuvis, published swari, which have in it shuvis of the Rogachever going. Basically, he compiled them, he comprised them into he gave out four new shyness and shuvis response of the Rogachever going from all the work he's put in in the last many years. Some is new, some has never been published, some is from Xaviad, some is republished, reprinted, etc. So I thought he would have some information for me. And guess what? He did. Wow. Now there's a Yid who the Rogachavar corresponds with quite often. And this Yid was a Goin, a Gewaltige Goin, and he was a Rav in Jurburg. Jurburg. Now, you know, Google where Jurburg is. I did. Jurburg is not, it seems like it's a suburb or somewhere not far from Kovne. It's in, Lit- it's in Lithuania. And the Rav Roshi of Yurburg was Rav Avrom Diamant or in plainly diamond, right? It's with a test or with a double, I'm not sure. Rav Avrom, Rav Hagoin Avrom Diamant. Now in the published Shuvis, which we have published for many years, Shailas Shuvis, Yerushalayim, Tevshech of which Rav Kasha published, or Shailas Shuvis published in Dvinsk. There are a couple of, only a couple of letters, Shuvis of the Rav Chavar going to him. And you see, the friendship, there was a Givaldica friendship between them, 
right? It both back and forth. He calls him Yididi, and he calls him Aravagoin, and there's much mutual friendship back and forth, special. What is interesting is as follows. Listen to this. In the archives, in the library of Yeshiva University, they have 500, five, yeah, not a guzma, it's not exact, 500 letters and shuvis of Rabbi Avrom Yorber to the Rebbe Chavagoin. 500 postcards and letters. 500. The problem is, where are all the truths of the Rogachover to him? Now it seems Rabbi Avram Yurburg, who was a Gavaltic Gigoin, corresponded twice a week with the Rogachover going. That's why he has so many letters, right? He was a big going and a big London, and you see it from his truths, the questions he asked the Rogachover and, and the correspondence and the deliberations back and forth. But unfortunately, he writes himself somewhere, says this he did from Odin elite, elite, that yes, that I have all your truths. In other words, he had in his archives, in his library, all the truths of the Rabbi Chava. Unfortunately, not to be found, at least up to this point, up till today. What is this younger man doing? Because he has the 500 truths of Avram Yurburg and the correspondence back and forth, a deliberation, so he's siphoning and gleaning from the truths of Rabbi Avram Yurburg what the Rabbi Chava said to him, right? And on that, this heat corresponds, and that's the way it works. He says, the Rabbi Avram Yurburg says, this is what you say, so-and-so, right? So from there, you can already have a truth of the Rabbi Chava, what the Rabbi Chava said. Nice for Rabbi Chava, even though we don't have the original of the Rabbi Chava. And that's exactly what he did for me in this case. Givaldic, listen to this. In Tofresh Sadiq Aleph in 1931, Rabbi Avram Yurburg corresponds with the Rabbi Chava on this Chiddush of the Rabbi Chava. Isn't it Givaldic? In other words, we don't have the truth of the Rogat Shava, but we have the truth of this Rabbi Avram Yurburg. This is what this seed reads. And I basically took dictation and dictated a section of the letter because it was Mamisha Givaldic find. He found for me. And he has more and more, and I got more information today, but I can't talk about it all now because it's 9.30. So we're going to go quickly through this. Listen, he says as follows. This was dated, Chof Vov, Eor, Tofresh, 1931, from Yurburg, and he writes, the best friends, etc. They talk face to face and eye to eye, and they're like, really, they dig each other. This very interesting Lashonis they find between each other. He says as follows, listen to what he says. I must respond on the letter I received on Chayir. He received the letter from the Rabbi Chavar Chayir, which is like Bohemian. And you started, you wrote, that Hascholas Avaz Bikurim was Chayir. Oh, Givaldic. Now this is authenticated. It's real now. So the letter to the editor is not baloney. The letter, you get it? It's real. Because I don't know who the guy, the letter to the editor is. He didn't make it up. I believe it's true. But hey, it's clear. You have a clear testimony, a clear truth of this great going who says this that you wrote to me, that the beginning of the vows Bikurim was Chayir, right? And listen to what he says. Based on the Cheshm of Baba Metziah and Tainis. Oh boy, here we go. What if I tell you the sugya of Tainis Daf Yud is also in Baba Metziah Daf Chavches? You get it? So already we have some leeway to what the Rogachover may have meant and could be. It's like a meaning, like it says in the Sefer Al-Gdois Yama Talmud, that there's all the discussion that it's around and based on that mission in Tainis Daf Yud. So the Rogachover, now the question, he doesn't mention any Yerushalmi actually. So don't know if the writer relied, you know, actually knew, remember the Yerushalmi or not. Maybe it was Thomas Sefer, he thought it was Yerushalmi. I don't know if he was a London or not. But here in this Rav doesn't mention any Yerushalmi, but he mentions as a Cheshm of the Metziah and Tainus. In, in, the, in, a sec, in, a, in a continuous letter, he says, no way, based on the Cheshm of Baba Metziah, could you say what you're saying? 
You get it? And actually, what's interesting about Mbetziah, to listen to what the Gemara is saying, you can, you can start feeling why the Rugged Shabbat may have deduced it from these sugyas, maybe you're Roshalmi. Because the sugyan, here the sugyan Tainus says that it takes 15 days to travel, right? We said the Mishnah. You know what it says there? In the Mishnah, before the Mishnah, Baba Metziah, it says it takes three days, three days to travel. Three days to travel from Yerushalayim to the farthest point? So the Gemara asks the Kashi, it takes 15 days? And the Gemara makes a chil between based on Mikdash Rishon and Bayashani. That the Bayash, it depends if it was inhabited. Bayash Rishon was inhabited. So there was a Kehilas Yisrael on the farthest point, even 15 days away. Afar. And the second Beis Amigdash wasn't so inhabited, so therefore it was only three days away. Anyway, there's a whole culture. The Gemara has questions on that, so you can see there's a deliberation there. But this Yid, this Rav says, I don't see where you got it from there. That's number one. The Iker, listen. He is the third halacha with different halacha principles of the Rokit and this is what I want to reconcile. And thank God, tonight, okay, I'll tell you that at the end. I want to, let's move quickly. Ben, listen to what he asks. He says, number one, I don't see that it should have to kick in from Lag Bohemer. He says, this to have to bring Bikurim depends on each individual. It's an individual chiyuv that when each farmer has the harvest, so it depends when his field is harvested, so that's when he brings Bikurim. And the starting point is from Shavuos, but it can go from Shavuos until Hanukkah. So where does it say anywhere, right? Where does it say? Where does it say that the starting point was Dafka like Bohemer? What are you making such a tool that the starting point was like Bohemer? According to the Rukhachava, that's vital, right? That's essential. That there was a starting point, that's where the Simcha started, etc. Also, he says, well, these crowds, each individual did it himself when his field harvested. That's number one. Number two, listen to the Ikershine. He says, according to the Rukhachava, he says, why did they have to leave 17 days in advance in order to arrive in Yerushalayim for Shavuos? He says, yeah, you bring Bikurim on Shavuos? You can't bring Bikurim on Shavuos. You have to bring Bikurim after the Shtei Halechem. The Shtei Halechem was a special korban with, right, with Shlomi, with the korban. And that had to be, that had to be brought on the Shavuos day, the Shtei Halechem. The Mishnah tells us in the Menachis, and the Korban, the Shteh and the Kvasim had to be brought on the Shavuos day, and only then can you bring the Bikurim to the Azorah, to the Beis Amigdosh. And then he said, you can't even bring in the Bikurim from the fruits, from the Shavuos Aminim, you can't even bring it on the Shavuos day. Because you can't bring the Korban on the Shavuos day. Because the ones who bring Bikurim also have to bring a Korban Shlomim along with it. And because the Korban Shlomim is a Neder Vinidova, Right? It's not called for. No one, it's not a mandate for this day. You can't bring a Nedivar and Dovan Yom They had to bring, therefore, they'll be Korim after Shavuos. So he says, Rokit Shavar going, you're saying they had to start like Bohemer in order to make it to Shavuos to the base of Migdosh. And Nachtika Tag is brand new. They can come after Shavuos and they have to come after Shavuos. They can't bring the Bikurim to the base of Migdosh and Shavuos. This is what this Rob asks to Rokit Shavar going. This is what I hear, this is what I, dict- what I took dictation, it's all recorded in my safe. I mean, I wrote it from this fellow. I said, I go to Shabbos, I had a good time. He says, do me a favor, you find anything over Shabbos, let me know, I'll call you right before I have to get the shear. End it. Anyway, over Shabbos, Baruch Hashem, I had what to learn. Basically, I tried to tackle what this Goin asks. And I found as follows, that the Rogachover Goin's shot is based on the Shita Sarambam. And that's very posh to me. And then he goes, and by him, his Rebbe is the Rambam, and the Goy, who is a big glanton, he is right. But it's based on a shita of the Rashmi Shantz, not Shita Sarambam. And this is as follows. And I'm going to have to go very quickly with you. Let me just share this with you. I'll just bring to your attention the, major, the basic principles. And this is as follows. The Rabbi Shavar Goin, we discussed this also, many, some of the shurim throughout the years. The Rabbi, again, the Rabbi Shavar Goin claims 
that had to kick in a lot Bohemer to enable them to bring it and they should arrive Shmuel in Yerushalayim. That's clear. According to the Shrogachover, right? That's the Hezbo, that's the Londis. According to this Rav, we'd rather have them come after Shmuel. They have a problem to bring it to Bikurama Shmuel. Here we go. The Rambam Paskins, I can't bring you all about the I'm sorry. But the Rambam Paskins Mefurish in Hilchas Bikurim, and it also says the same thing in Sefer HaMitzvah, based on the Gemara in Mesech Tamakas Dafyutes. The Gemara says in Mesech Tamakas Dafyutes, the din is, we know the din is, that Bikurim have a din of Truma, and therefore of a Zor. If someone who is not a Kohen eats the Bikurim, the din is that he gets death from heaven. He's punished from heaven. A koyen, before all the procedure, the whole, the, the whole process of the Bikurim is done within the Azorah, and before we put it near the Mizbeach, etc., etc., so he too will be Chayv Malkus if he doesn't eat it in the right time and in the right place. But let's talk about the Zorah. So the Rambam says, based on this, the Gemara says, in Mesechte Bakas Dafyutes, the Rambam says in me in, in, in Sefer Amitzvis, in Mitzvah Kuf Memalaf, and Mitzvah Kuf Memtes, if I recall correctly, in the Lavin. And the Rambam says so before, and it was Bikurim. He passes that way. I think it's in Perik, uh, Perik Gimel. Allah, uh, Allah, I don't remember exactly. It's either Perik Bezer or Perik Gimel. I can't have time to look up all the Marmukhamis. Now we're moving. The Rambam learns as follows. Listen carefully. The Rambam says once the Bikurim enter Yerushalayim, yeah? Once it enters Yerushalayim, Chal Oleha Shem Truma. In other words, before the Bikurim, the fellow, the farmers are carrying their fruits. So before they enter Yerushalayim, the walls of Yerushalayim, Chemis Yerushalayim, no problem. It's plain chulin. It, it's, it's a question of exactly what the criteria is, but it has no deal of Truma. And if someone consumes it, he's not Chayv no Bisabideshamayim. Once after it enters Yerushalayim, he's Chayv Bisabideshamayim, then it's called Chal Oleha Shem Truma. Pask, Apsakaloch and the Ram. Then the Ramam says, there's another stage. When it comes into the Azorah, it's regarded as Kodesh, right? It has a din of Korbon. It has a gather of a Korbon, because we're bringing it into the base, into the Azorah, right? So it's more than Truman, it has a Gdushas, it has a Gdushas Govoya, it has a Gdushas of a Korbon, even though it's not a Korbon. In other words, and that's what we give it to the Koyin, we have to make the Tnufa, we have to make the Hagosha, it's questionable if you make Hagosha, you have to place it, the Inachtam Eisam Mubizbach Hashem Alekecha, etc., etc., it's discussed all over in the details of the Gdorim. But what do I want to convey? According to Rogachover going, uh, Rogachover going brings this in his commentary in Sechta, on, on, in Sefer Matnes, in, in the Hilchis Matnes Anim, and also in Hilchis Adorim, Perik Aleph Halochi Yud. And there he discusses this in length. That according to the Rambam, it's very clear that the Chalois Shem Truma that Yechayif, if the Zor eats the Truma, the Bikurim, it's Chal immediately when you enter Yerushalayim. Okay? The, the Rashmi Shans, the Rashmi Shans, in, in the Mishnah, in his commentary in the Mishnah, makes it very clear that what the Gemara says, that Yechayev Misa, when it's, oh, excuse me, and the Lashon HaGemara in Mesech Tamakas is, when it, when it's, I'll, I'll read you the Lashon of Mesech Tamakas, the Lashon of Gemara in Mesech Tamakas is, listen to the Gemara, the Lashon HaGemara, Mishiyiru Pnei Abayis. When are you Chayiv? Mishiyiru Pnei Abayis. So the Kesef Mishnah says, for the Rambam, Mishiyiru Pnei Abayis, that's when you Chayiv Misa. He says, you know what Pnei Abayis means? Normally you refer to the Beis Amikdash. But here we're saying just when it enters Yerushalayim. Pnei Abayis means, says the Kesef Mishnah, the homes of Yerushalayim. There's a lot of you listening to this year, and they live in the homes of Yerushalayim, Adas, or Rambam. Yishiyiru Pnei Abayis means, the Rambam says so in Sefer HaMitzvah, Kloimar, when it enters Yerushalayim, and the Kesef Mishnah says, what's the meaning of Yeru Pnei Abayis? So the, certain Achorenim want to say the Rambam had a different gears in the Gemara. But no, the Kesef Mishnah says, Yeru Pnei Abayis means the bottom of Yerushalayim. That's when you have Misa. But the Rashmi Shans, 
In his commentary on the Mishnah, is the Mesech de Mikurim, right? Rosh Mishans from the Bali Yatois, with the Talmud of Rabbi Natam and the Ri, and also Rashi, Arivon, Rashi, there in Daf Yud Ches Amud Beis, sorry, Yud Ches Amud Beis. There's a Rivon, there's a Rashi, and also the Toisvus Mefurish in Daf Yud Ches Amud Beis. The Rogat Shabbat brings in, in his commentary on Masech Tamakas. They argue with the Rambam and they hold that the Chiyuv Misa for the Zor. When is it Chalal Hashem Tura? Only when it enters the Azora. There's no such thing as a stage that the Bikurim, when they enter Yerushalayim, there's a Chal Shem Truma. It's only after the, the Bikurim are brought into the Azorah, to the courtyard of the Besamikish, only then are they Chayiv Misa. Okay? You get it? So there's a Mamasha, you say this thing, Machlag is between the Rashmi Shans and the Rambam. When it's Chal Shem Truma, if Yerushalayim is segregated from the Azorah in relation to the Bikurim or not. Then there's another interesting machlokes, and this is a gewaltige machlokes. There's two mishnayos. There's a mishnah misach the bikurim and a mishnah misach the chala, where it says you can't bring bikurim koyda matzeres. That's what the mishnah says. You can't bring chala and you can't bring bikurim koyda matzeres. You can't bring bikurim to the base amigdosh to Yerushalayim koyda matzeres before shvuz. Then there's another mishnah misach the menachos, where the mishnah says you can't bring bikurim before the shte halechem, because the shte halechem, right? Only the shte halechem has to come first, and then you bring bikurim. Now, so why is the, what's the meaning of these two Mishnahs? So the Rashmi Shans in Mesech Techala, and the Bartanura, both in Bikurim and in Mesech Techala, explains like the Rashmi Shans. The Rashmi Shans says, what's the meaning of the Mishnah where it says you can't read Bikurim before Atzeres? It means, like the, the Mishnah says in Mesech Techalachas. Why? Because you have to wait for the Shtehalachan. That's the meaning. So all three Mishnahs is the same message. Mishnah, that, in other words, the statement that you can't bring Bikurim before Atzeres is the same meaning, is the meaning of what the Mishnah says in Menachas. You can't bring Bikurim before the Shtehalechem. Okay, all good. No problem. That's the way the Rosh Mishans learns. Guess what? The Rogat Shabbat going says, look at the two Mishnahs. Here the Loshan is, and within Bikurim, Koydim Atzeres. That's in Mesech Techala and in Mesech Bikurim. And in Mesech Menachas, it says you don't bring the Bikurim before Shtehalechem. Very interesting. Two different Loshanis. Then he says, the posuk introduced in the Mishnah's Chala and the Mishnah's Bikurim is a different posuk than what the Gemara brings in the Sechta Menachas for the Mishnah of the Sechta Menachas, a total different posuk. Then he says as follows, according to the Rosh Mishans, it's all one message, right? So why does the Rambam and Hilchas Yisurim Izbech and in Hilchas Tzmidin Umusafin record the Mishnah from the Sechta Menachas? And the Rambam Melchus Bikurim records the Mishnah of Mesechta Bikurim and Mesechta Chala. In other words, the Rambam records two messages. He records Mesechta Menachas, the Mishnah, and he records the Mishnah of Mesechta Bikurim as in two separate areas. One he records in Hilchas Tmidin Umusaf, where he talks about Menachas, and one he records in Hilchas Bikurim, he talks about Bikurim. Says the Rogachavi, it's clear from the Rambam that they're two separate dinim. See, not three dinim. What are the two dinim? There's a din of not to bring Bikurim before Atzeres. Then there's another din of not to bring Bikurim before the Shtehalachim. And what's the pshat? Here we go. If you recall a moment ago, we said Ladas Rambam is the two stages. There are stages. There's a stage of Yerushalayim and there's a stage of the Azor. That's exactly says the Rabbi Shabbat. These are the two Mishnais. And the Bikurim Kodim Atzeres is talking about bringing the Bikurim to Yerushalayim. So there's Aloha, you cannot bring Bikurim to Yerushalayim before Atzeres. You have to make sure it's there, but on Atzeres, it's okay. It should be there for Shavuos, but not before Shavuos. Okay? That's that Mishnah. Then there's another Mishnah, which says, don't bring Bikurim before Shteyalechem. That's talking about the Bikurim in the Azor. Even if you've brought Bikurim in Yerushalayim 
and it arrives on Shavuos or Zvei Shavuos, the din is you still can't bring it into the Azorah until they bring the Korb of the Shtei Alechem in the Beis HaMikdash. That's the way the Rambam would learn. I'll call upon him. It's very clear from these, these two Rambams, and that's the way the Rabbi Chavar explains the Rambams, that there are two Halachas, there are two Dinim. There's a Halacha of Bikurim in Yerushalayim, and there's a Halacha of bringing Bikurim to the Shtei Alechem. So I want to say as follows. The Rabbi Chavar going who made a whole point of having that the Yidin are leaving and they kick in with the Maimed and there's a whole big ceremony with the Simcha from Lag Boimer in order to arrive on Shavuos. Said this Rav, the Rav from Yurburg, what are they making this fuss about arriving to Yerushalayim? Right? They have to wait till they bring the Shtei Alechem. We're talking about a different ballgame. We're talking about arriving in Yerushalayim. We're talking about the first din. The first din. The first din tells us that you have to bring Bikurim, not before Atzeris. But on Atzeris, you bring it. Then there's a new halacha, which is not connected to the first halacha. And that is, you wait for Shtei Alechem. It's a new stage. This is Truman and that's Gavoya. This Rav who asked the Shaila, he saw them as one unit. Because he learned like the Rosh Mishans, and it follows very well with the Rosh Mishans. The Rosh Mishans says that the Chiyuv Misa is only when it enters the Azor, there's no Chiyuv Misa, there's no Shem Truma when you enter Yerushalayim. According to him, traveling through Yerushalayim and entering Yerushalayim is like traveling till you came to Yerushalayim. It's all the same. There's no new Chalois Shem Truma on it until you enter the Azor. There's no Chalois Shem Misa until you enter the Azor. So therefore he came and he times on the Rogachover going, hey, what are you making a fuss that he has to arrive to Yerushalayim on Shavuos? He has to arrive after the Shtei Alechem. And if it's all dependent on the Shtei Alechem, you may have to wait till you bring the carbon of the Shtei Alechem, and then maybe you can't even bring your own carbon. Now that's another time. You can't bring your own carbon because when you bring the Bikurim in Yerushalayim, you have to bring a carbon along with it. So according to this Rav, you have to wait to bring that carbon only after Yom Tov. That's where his time was. But let me let you know that the Minchas Chinuch in three places, in many places, the Mechazchinuch mentions, Mitzvah Yudchas, and in Akopanim, in many places, he mentions, in the Mitzvah of Avos Bikurim, etc., he mentions uh, this din. And let me just tell you, if you want to know Dafka, how many places, where the places are mentioned, I can mention, I can bring it to your attention. Okay, if I'll find it, I won't find it. But the Iker is, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he brings it the Mitzvah Yudchas, and the Mitzvah Tzadik Aleph, and the Mitzvah Shin Zayin. So he brings the real Gazi, wants to tie the Rital Gazi wants to tiny, you can't bring the Korban on the Shavuos day because it's like the Dorim and the Dovis. The Mechazchinuch has Mechadish that the Korban of the Bikurim you can bring on, on this day, on the day of Shavuos, because the whole Korban is about Simcha. So you can use these Nidorim and the Dovis because it's essentially an Ingen of Simcha, you can use it to fulfill the Mitzvah of Shalmi Simcha. And Bemeda, therefore, you can bring another Yamtiv. So even according to this Rav, the Shiloh of the Korban is not such a major Korban, the Shiloh. Basically, I hope you got what I just said. Well, I want to conclude, and I want to say that when I called him tonight, he said he found another couple of letters of this Rav to the Rav Shavar going, and he seems to say just like we just explained it. Yes, in other words, he seems to admit to the Rav Shavar going that ain't a Hanami, if we're going to say that it's dependent on the Korban, so then we have to possibly wait till after Shavuot. But if it's based on Yerushalayim, so then we have to take a, make a point of arriving in Yerushalayim for Shavuos. We don't bring it before Shavuos, but arrive for Shavuos. And the Rabbi Chover Goyen in his, in, his, in his Ksavim actually explains for us that it's very much, this whole discussion is very much dependent on when the tourist says that this Yom Tov is called Chag HaBikurim, right? So the question is, why is the Yom Tov called Chag HaBikurim? Why is it called Chag Bikurim? Is it called Chag Bikurim because the Shtei Alechem is Bikurim? 
It's the first of the menachos, which allows you to bring other menachos and other bikurim? Or is it chaga bikurim because of the fruit people are bringing to the base of Mignosh on this Yom Tif? And let me bring to your attention different Rashis. There's a Rashi in Parshas Kisisa, and that is where the Torah says, uh, I'm finishing, uh, yes, Shiva Shavuos Tasalacha, Bikurek Tzirchitim, that's Parshas Kisisa, Lamedalat Chav Beis. So Rashi makes it very clear, Bikurek Tzirchitim, that Bikurim are referring to the Shte'alechem. It's called Chaga Bikurim because the Shte'alechem are the first to be brought of all the Menachas. That's where in Shmois, and the same goes in Pashas and Mor. In Chumish Vayikro, but there it says, Lechem Tnufa. It says, Mincha Chadosha Lashem, Bikurim Lashem. So Rashi there too says also that it's referring to the Shteya Lechem. The Shteya Lechem is called Bikurim. And the same goes in Pashas Pinchas. We find too there that it says, There too Rashi says that it's called Bikurim because of the Shteya Lechem. Nevertheless, when you come to Parshas Mishpatim in Chav Gimel Yud Gimel, excuse me, not Chav Gimel Yud Gimel, it's Chav Gimel, uh, yeah, Tez, uh, Tez Zayin, there it says, V'chag Bikurim there Rashi seems to learn that it's called Chag Bikurim because we bring Bikurim, the fruits to Yerushalayim, that's why it's called Chag Bikurim. You understand what's going on here? Valdera Zarashi, Mesat HaMenochas Daf Peidalid, seems to say that this passing is referring to the Bikurim, and also the Rogachover going brings a Rashi, Mesat HaSanhedrin Daf Yedalaf HaMedalaf, where there Rashi also seems to learn that it's referring to the Chagah Bikurim, to the fruits. And it seems from the writings of the Rabbi Shavar going that this will depend on the Machlegis of the Rambam and the Rash. In other words, the Bikurim which have to arrive on Shavuos, and that's where the Shavuos is described as Chagah Bikurim, is it because of the fruits which we bring that day? That will follow very well with the Rambam? Or is it because of the Shteya Lechem? That's why it's called Chagah Bikurim, and the Shteya Lechem are called Chagah Bikurim. Because being that the Shteya Lechem allows you to bring the Bikurim, so it's all geared and, and, and describing the Shteya Lechem. So that would follow best with the sheet of the what of the Rosh Mishans. I just want to conclude as follows. There's another ch- uh, a letter from the Rogachover going to someone else where, uh, where he uh, corresponds and he says, he someone sent him some funds. He says, I got 10 shkolim, $10, whatever it was. And the Rogachover quotes the Pasuk where it says, the Manu Chazal, the Gemara says, Kol ha-mevi, the Gemara says, whoever brings a, a doyren le-talmet chocham, whoever gives a gift to a talmet chocham, it's as if he brings bikurim. So the Rabbi Shover connects it and he connects it to this Indian, which we're just discussing now, because the Talmud Chochem does the Indian of the Luchas Arishonis. The Luchas Arishonis were given on Shavuos, and the Baldur Luchas Arishonis were given on Shavuos. And the Luchas were said, were given to HaKadosh from the Yidin, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the Yidin, B'neimo, like it says. It says in the Mechilta that he, Moshe Rabbeinu gave it over to the Yidin with the truck, with the cantillations, etc., etc. We're not going to go into the detail, we won't spoke about it. The Mela, therefore, there was also an Indian of Shira and Zimra and Simcha when the Aseris Adibris was said. That's the of the Luchas Arishonos. So he says that's the Indian of connecting the Bikurim with with Matan Torah, with Limudat Torah, with uh, learning Torah, with Kabbalah Satora, because that's the Indian of Bikurim, the Indian of Simcha of bringing them Dafka. So this follows also very well with the sheet of the Rabbi Shabbat going that this Dafka and Indian to bring the Indian of Dafka and Indian to bring the Bikurim on the day of Shavuos, because the day of Shavuos is the connected to Torah, and therefore there's an Indian of bringing the Bikurim on the day and love Dafka to have to bring it after the Shteyalechem or the day after Shavuos. That's that, and I want to come. Conclude, and I'm concluding. I said it four times, being that this is the Torah of the Rabbi Shavar going, and it's the Torah of the Rashbi, and we discussed the whole Rashbi. So, therefore, let's conclude with the Posuk and the Imra in the Bavustanin, <clears throat> where there we say, and I'm reading it from the Siddur, Torah Mogen Lonu. 
היא מאיר עשיננו. הוא ימליץ טוב עלינו אדוננו בר יוחוי, הלוואי עומר. So we should talk about Zoycha that this like Boimer that his Torah should be mogging lonu, which should be mayor inenu. That we should get out of the darkness of this confinement and the restrictions. And the Hebrew says, because the Rashbi will be mamet toivo lenu, and how God Baruch should give that being that it is Yom Simchas Shal Rashbi, we should talk about able to talk a prava and celebrate a true Simcha, talk a natchas as a commemoration. From the Rashbi and, and, and the Torahs of Rashbi and the Torah of Matan Torah because it's a, all a preparation to Matan Torah, etc. That's what like Boimer is all about Torah and the preparation to Kabbalah Torah. But also, if we should have a personal, be able to celebrate it personally in our communities worldwide for all of Kali Israel. Thanks for coming. Shia. Yes. The Gvulot of Eretz Israel 